Hi, I'm Julie Kerr, and welcome to the Geek Loves Punk podcast. I wrote and directed the romantic comedy Geek Loves Punk, and the movie touches on subjects including geek culture, LGBTQ plus culture, and positive expressions of religion and spirituality. Uh, the podcast dives into these subjects with humor and thoughtfulness, so the romantic comedy inspires this awesome podcast. So please enjoy this episode. Also, um, just going to plug my website. It's juliekerrstudios.com. If you uh, check out my website, my friends say it looks really cool and professional, and my mom was impressed. So if you check out my website, uh, you can actually, um, that's where you can watch the movie that I made. Uh, You can also join, I I would love for you to join my email list. If you join my email list, um, you can get discounts on my movie and and, and other stuff. And you also... um, Oh, you immediately get access to a video and PDF and a series of videos that help you uh, learn how to cultivate more love, joy, and kindness into your life every day. So well, f- without further ado, enjoy this episode. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, this is Julie Kerr, and today's episode will be called, uh, it's going to be a book review about the book, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Surviving a Relationship with a Narcissist. And this will be the book review. So um, this book really saved me a lot of pain. Uh, but before I talk about that, I want to do a quick update. Um, okay, I have some really great news. So I did a book review. Uh, it was a podcast and a blog and a YouTube video. And I did it on the book. I actually did it. You can actually scroll down if you want to check out my other episodes. But it was on The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, which is honestly one of the greatest nonfiction books ever written. Uh, the War of Art, Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles. My quick little update is that I emailed him, I went to his website and emailed him the, uh, my YouTube video just saying, hey, I wrote you, I wrote you, uh, 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 you know, I gave you a shout out and talked about how great your book was. And I just wanted to share the love and send you the, send you the, the link to it. And he graciously, for, <laughs> okay, he's like a published author. He has tons of books published. Um, one of his books was like turned into a Hollywood movie. Like basically he's a very accomplished writer, but anyway, um, but he wrote me back, which is just kind of sweet, because only because he's got to be a busy guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, he wrote me back and he said, Julie, that's so amazing. Keep going. Keep making movies. That's awesome. And then he said, give, uh, give me your address. I'm going to send you a care package and it's going to help you with movie number two and, new, you know, movie number three. And I sent him my address and just so just it's just really cool. Like one of my heroes, one of my mentors, um, and I, I could not recommend his books uh, highly enough and in war of art it's like a it's a great book it's like what 10 bucks it's not expensive and I really recommend it to any artist out there like you got to read the war of art but anyway just props to the author Stephen Pressfield for just this is a busy guy (laughs) it's a busy guy he's a busy guy and for him to write me back and there's just to keep encouraging me that's just really amazing so props to Stephen Pressfield props props to the he's done interviews with like Oprah Winfrey I mean this guy is anyway yeah so the fact that he took the time to write me back and if he's gonna or he said he'll send me a care package I was just just great guy really great guy props to this guy so uh, props to Stephen Pressfield I highly recommend his book The War of Art like it'll it changed my life as a as an artist as a filmmaker so uh, yeah The War of Art Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles I totally recommend that (laughs) okay 
So on to the next book. So yeah, this episode is Should I Stay or Should I Go? Um, Surviving a Relationship with a Narcissist, uh, a book review written by Romani Dervasula, who has a PhD. She also has a YouTube channel. And um, so here's what I'm going to say about the book. I stumbled upon, I call her, I think she calls herself Dr. Romani, but um, I, I stumbled across Dr. Romani on a YouTube video and she started uh, explaining what narcissism is. And it was pretty fascinating and she explains it better than I do. But I'm, since I'm just a filmmaker, I'm gonna, I'm going to abridge. <laughs> so narcissism is, uh, it's it's kind of a fancy word for someone who's kind of mean, to be honest, but also it's someone who's like very self-centered um, and actually a lot of ego. Um, and it's been a while since I read the book, but actually deep, deep, deep down inside, they're actually pretty insecure. Deep inside, they'd never say it, you know what I mean? But... we And we all get a little insecure sometimes, but, you know, most of the time... You get to the place where you're confident with who you are, most people, and, and that's give or take where I'm at, and I'm 38 years old, so I'm pretty confident about who I am as a person. I'm not perfect, not even close, <laughs> but I'm confident about who I am, and I hope you guys are comfortable, guys and gals and everybody, I hope everybody's confident about uh, who they are, because it's just, it feels good to feel good in your skin, and sometimes it takes a while to get there, but I encourage everybody uh, to get there, but also this is the point of all my content, I call it personal development content, because I do want people to feel good about who they are, because you deserve to. <laughs> Life's hard enough, you know what I mean? All right, so so narcissism is, it's, it's a definition of a person who's just mean, and it's a fancy word for it, but um, she kind of breaks it down. She bullet points their behaviors. Um, she has a YouTube channel. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can just look up, she probably has a podcast, maybe not, but, but Dr. Romani, or, uh, should I stay or should I go surviving relationship with, relationship with the narcissist? And here's the things I like about the book. So this, the book is a really easy read. It's really easy to read. So she has a PhD, which I really appreciate. Um, but it's not a hard book to read at all. Like it's, it's basically like, a, a manual, on how to deal with people. Um, so it's easy to read. Um, the other thing I like about the book, um, the book lets you choose as to whether you want to stay with a narcissist or leave a narcissist, and it's totally up to you. The thing I like about that is I used to have this female empowerment thing, which I still have it, but what I had to realize with some of my friends when they're when they're dating someone who maybe isn't an an you know, I've had friends date people where I didn't, like, exactly approve, so to speak, of who they're dating. I didn't love who they're dating, right? I just didn't think they're that great. <laughs> but what I realized is for a lot of people, and for for me once upon a time, right now at, at 38, I'm very comfortable being single. And and for sure, I, give or take, right? But I, because, uh, yeah, sure, I have my lonely days and all that. But, um, but, uh, but, but yeah, I remember having friends who were dating people who, in my opinion, weren't really treating them very well. But I had to remember, 
like when I was in my 20s, I just, my friend, anyway, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I had to remember that it's really hard for a lot of people to be alone, which really makes sense. We as a human race were meant to be around other people, you know what I mean? Uh, as much as we can considering it's COVID-19 right now. But so what I realized, and this is my mistake, I think I was a little too hard on my friends who were dating like mean people or people who aren't good for them because I kind of understand like it's hard to be alone. You know, it's hard for a lot of people to be alone. So for them to be, I, I don't know, like what the book helped me do was realize like uh, not to, to be more compassionate and more empathetic towards my friends or acquaintances who were dating mean people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And And having empathy with the fact that for a lot of people, it's not easy for them to just, you know, kick that person to the curb, so to speak. Like, it's not easy for them to be like, to break up with somebody or that kind of thing uh, when the person's being mean. And I, I had to realize a lot of people, it's just hard to, do, to be alone. And they'd rather be dating someone who's meh or dating someone who's mean. And they'd rather do that than be alone. And I had to show empathy and compassion for that. Uh, and she talks about that, like, and, 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 and I, and she reminded me in the book to, to understand that. And what I liked about the book, um, she does say she understands she, cause she's talking to people who are like perhaps married to a narcissist or that kind of thing. So she gives like coping mechanisms. And she also says like, she understands, Hey, that sometimes, I've had friends go through a divorce and in a movie that won an Oscar, it got nominated for a bunch of Oscars called Marriage Story on Netflix. It's a great movie. And it it goes into how hard marriages are in so many ways. So first of all, emotionally, they're hard. But second of all, they're expensive. Like you have to pay for a lawyer and I've seen friends go through it. So she understands that like divorce or breaking up with somebody isn't always an option. And I understand that too. After I read this book, I was a lot more, uh, I, I, I was a lot more patient and kind and empathetic towards my friends who date jerks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get it. I, I dated a jerk a long time ago and I, I get it. And it took me a while to like break up with her. You know what I mean? So I, I, I understand being in that place. Okay. So what she does is she lets you, the reader, decide if you're going to break up with the narcissist or if you're going to leave a narcissist. She leaves it up to you. And if you decide to stay with the narcissist, she just gives you some coping mechanisms uh, on how to give or take, be happy if you're going to stay with the narcissist. Um, and I totally get it. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think I've ever dated a narcissist. Um, but I think I, as a child, I think I grew up with some narcissists. Um, I've definitely in my adult life, uh, encountered narcissists. Um, and, uh, it's a doozy. <laughs> yeah. Cause once I read this book and she was bullet pointing all these behaviors, I was like, holy i i suddenly had a definition for like a certain kind of personality type that i would just bump into every once in a while and i never understood it i never understood the behavior of these narcissists i was like i don't get it i didn't understand what was happening and i didn't understand what i was doing either and then once i read the book i was like oh okay 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 all of a sudden i had a, an explanation of what a narcissist is and i had an explanation of what their behavior was and why they behave that way and i was like oh 
got it. <laughs> and so when I, I think I've been in workspaces where I probably work with some narcissists, but once I had this book and I could understand like, oh, that's what that is. Got it. Uh, then I was like, okay, I can, you know, this isn't great, but I can handle this. I can deal with this, you know? And so, because most people, if you have a job, you just can't quit your job because <laughs> uh, you got you to gotta eat and pay your bills and that kind of thing. So, so for me, the biggest one is if I'm in group settings and I have acquaintances who might be, might be narcissists, I'm not, I'm not diagnosing any, anybody. I don't, I don't have a PhD, <laughs> but I would suspect they're narcissists or I think I would suspect I had some co coworkers who are narcissistic. Um, once I read this book, I was like, okay, I got it. I, I can handle this. And, and then another book I recommend if you have to work with people who might be narcissistic, uh, there's a great book called How to Win Friends and Influence People by, by Dale Carnegie. And that book like really, excuse me, really changed my life for the better. Like I was, that book blew me away. Okay, so, so, okay, so the, so, um, so I totally recommend that book as far as like helping you work with any narcissist because they're not, a lot of narcissists I realize they're not great. I don't think I could ever be a soulmate with a narcissist because honestly, they don't have the emotional depth to be someone's soulmate. <laughs> Um, but once I had the definition of a narcissist, I was like, oh, I, I can handle this if I have to work with somebody or be in a group setting with this person. Like, I can handle this. But um, okay. So here we go. So the basic so the basic definition of a narcissist is people who are mean, but like a lot mean, like really mean and really, really mean, but like a lot. And they tend to be really self-centered, like me, 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 me. Um, so... Yeah, and and that's the best way I can put it. Dr. Romani put she can she can say it in a more she can bullet point the behaviors and once once you hear these behaviors you're like holy crap. Uh <laughs> it'll blow you away. Um but um yeah, they're just kind of mean a lot. They say mean things, they engage in mean behavior. They they're just to sum it up, they're just kind of mean. Um okay. The other thing narcissists are careless with people's emotions that one really got me um that's the one that just kind of I had an acquaintance who who had engaged in a lot of behavior that was shortfall to me and it's kind of like I wouldn't call this person sadistic but I would call this person like pretty careless like careless and she didn't seem to care if her behaviors were hurtful yeah it was interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. And to be honest, I kind of feel bad that I let a certain a certain friend or acquaintance like be so mean to me in a way. But it's okay. Like I forgive myself. And once I read this book, I just I set boundaries with this friend, and I got happier. Like my whole condition got happier because I just I didn't have to be around a mean person anymore. So. Yeah, um, but yeah, so she, she talks about people who are narcissists, their behaviors are very careless, and because their, their, beha are, their behaviors are careless, they're hurtful to, to, to us regular people. Um, narcissists have trouble feeling empathy and tend not to have a lot of emotional depth. Narcissists don't change, says the author. 
Um, I know it's crazy, but I read that and that made me happy. And here's why it made me happy. Because all of a sudden I had an explanation. So let's say if you're listening to this and you tried to speak French to me. Um, I would have no idea what you're saying because unfortunately I don't speak French. It's a lovely language. I just don't speak it. So that's kind of what it was like when I tried to have heart to hearts with narcissists. And I might as well speak, I might as well have been speaking French to non-French speakers because like they just, they, I couldn't get them to get it. And I always thought, like I'm trying to explain to them how emotions work and they're like, what? (laughs) Sorry, they wouldn't get it because like she talks about this, but they do have trouble empathizing, in my opinion, in my experience. She says some of them can feel empathy. I was like, uh, I don't think they can. (laughs) I think it's hard for them. I think it's hard for them to feel empathy. And I think that's too bad um, because I, I, I champion empathy a lot, but, um, I don't think they have the ability to feel empathy and I think that's okay. Like in the sense that, I don't know, like, I don't know. It just made me feel better. Like, oh, they, they, it really is something they struggle with. Now I can't be soulmates or bosom buddies with the narcissist if they can't feel empathy but when I get around my friends who can feel empathy, like, it's it's amazing, right? It's, like, this deep, awesome friendship. So, I don't know. Like, I, so I couldn't really be friends with tons of narcissists because I'd start feeling, like, lonely, right? Because I couldn't talk about anything real. So, so anyway, when she said also narcissists don't have a lot of emotional depth, it's like, yeah, I just, the well just doesn't run super deep they just don't think they don't self-reflect and they don't think too hard about things um which is just going to lead to a very surface level type friendship which is actually fine in some ways but you know um and when when she said narcissists don't change and like for me I'm like religious spiritual I believe in redemption and remorse so I think in some cases narcissists could change uh, on a spiritual level, but I, I respect her. She has a PhD, so I get what she's saying. She's saying that's the premise of her book, that they don't change. But once I read that, I felt a lot of relief because I, I, I had an acquaintance and I was working so hard to make this friendship work. I don't know why. Oh, I know why. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know why I was trying to get it to work. I know why I was trying to get it, get it to work. I probably liked her a little bit romantically, because, you know, I'm gay, but man, she would not be good for me romantically or friendship wise. <laughs> she wouldn't be good for me. But as far as the friend who is engaging in behavior, that was hurtful. But um, once I wrote that they don't change, I just felt relief. I was like, okay, this friend who's kind of mean sometimes or mean a lot, you know, she's not going to change. And I was like, you know what? I, awesome. Because <laughs> the reason I say awesome is like, okay, if she's never going to change, and God bless her, uh, no love lost, but uh, I don't have to keep, I, I'm off the hook. I don't have to keep working so hard to make a friendship work because it's not going to work because her behavior is not going to change. So I'm off the hook. I don't have to feel sad anymore. I don't have to feel anxiety anymore. I don't have to feel anger anymore. I can just let go. And I was like, okay, I'm going to let go of this unhealthy friendship. Or at least set some boundaries around the unhealthy friendship, right? 
And once I set the boundaries, it was just like, phew. <laughs> I felt so much better. I was like, I don't have to be around a mean person anymore. Um, anyway, so it's just a really, once I found out narcissists don't change, it, it was actually more of a relief. Um, so the other thing I want to say is imp- impasse. There, there's this new word that's gotten kind of, it's a pop culture word. Uh, but it's called impasse. And there's this uh, show called Star Trek The Next Generation. And on that show, uh, there's this character, and she's called an empath. And this is in the 90s. And um, so she she's part of an alien race, because it's Star Trek, who rather than reading people's thoughts, she can feel people's emotions. And it's really cool because the, the lead captain, Jean-Luc Picard, you know, right next to him to the left is the character of the empath. And whenever they would encounter different alien races or have these conversations, he would turn to the empath and, and, and respectfully ask her, so what what were you feeling? Uh, what was the feeling that you were feeling in that situation as far from the other people he was engaging with. And she she would explain, oh, I felt anger or I felt happy or I felt sad as far as the um, emotions she was feeling coming from the other people. And it was just really cool that Jean-Luc Picard would respect the idea of emotions in general. And it's really cool that he would respect this woman who ha- who is an alien race and who rather than being uh psychic she was an empath she could feel what other people were feeling really cool concept so empath that's kind of what an empath the pop culture idea of an empath is is we're very prone to empathy and we we very closely pick up people's energy right we can feel when someone's sad or angry or happy we just feel the energy um, and so I used to think as far as narcissists, do I have like a target on my head that attracts narcissists? And well, yes. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. In in my opinion, narcissists do tend to flock towards impasse because we we listen, we're prone to empathy. There's something called narcissistic supply where they need to they, they need their ego stroked a little bit, but they don't. Here's the issue. They don't reciprocate. So it's like, so they don't reciprocate the compliments. They don't repre- reciprocate, reciprocate, basically, they don't give back, give and take, right? They don't give back the empathy because they can't. They don't know how to do that. Um, or they, in my opinion, they don't know how to do it. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so they do flock to impasse because impasse kind of give them what they need. Um, they, we listen, we give compliments, we're sincere, we're kind. But the reason why uh, a friendship with the, with a narcissist for impasse is going to feel really draining and one-sided is just because we're going to be the ones always giving, giving, giving. Um, and, but we, we're not going to get that back. Um, it's not going to be an even friendship or relationship. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be a give and take type of thing. It would just be a give, 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 and we'll get exhausted, you know. So so it also made sense to me because I always wondered, like, I like really great people are attracted to me in general, and that's awesome. But then, like, really mean people sometimes would, like, really be attracted to me. And I was like, what's that, that about? And then I read about this book about narcissism. I was like, 
oh got it got it got it got it got it cool um so yeah reading this book changed my life for the better um yeah, so it, it just, it gave me a way to cope with mean people. It helped me understand why people, mean people are mean. It helped me set, set boundaries and it helped me just, you know, I didn't have to break up with anybody because was, it was more friendships and coworkers. I just had to kind of adjust myself a little a bit, a little bit more. I came up with some good coping mechanisms. With friends, I just set some boundaries, but mainly I just focused on my kind friends, my good friends, my sweet friends. I just started focusing on the good people um, rather than the the mean people, and and then it's a it was it's a much happier existence for me. And the last thing I want to say is the people you surround yourself with. Oh, my friend who's mean, by the way, my friend who was mean, I I would have trouble getting to sleep the night before we would hang out. And sometimes your physiology, your body is telling you something. And like, I would have so much anxiety the night before I'd have to hang out with this person who's mean. Like, it would just, like, I would have trouble getting to sleep. And that was just my body telling me like, hey, don't hang out with mean people. <laughs> because I would just have so much anxiety so I I mean that was my body telling me no don't do it don't be around this mean person but but anyway but um the point is like once I read this book I was able to set boundaries in my life and it's just it was just a much happier existence like oh I know I was gonna say yeah mean people aren't good for your health like your stress levels go up that kind of thing um it's much better for your health uh, to be around kind loving people it's good for your heart rate your blood pressure, all that kind of stuff. Being around really good people is really good for your health. Just letting you know. Okay, so um, yeah, so uh, so I do recommend read this book today. It could save you a lot of emotional pain. That's the other thing, like, because I, oh, I know, I really got into personal development. The year was 2018. I really got into personal development and I loved it. Like, it changed my life. And, um, and then... And so I was being really productive. I was getting stuff done. Like life was great. And then I was still kind of not on a productivity productivity level. I still wasn't working as fast as I thought I could. So I got this idea from Brian Burchard, but I was doing like this weekly review thing. So every week I would just like bullet point my week and just celebrate my accomplishments. Even if I like did a bunch of laundry, I'd like I did a bunch of laundry this week. Yay! You know, just little stuff like that. Any victories, I would just bullet point my week. And uh, I did that for about six months on this really small but cute notebook that I had. It was my weekly review that I would do and just looking at my progress and that kind of thing. And um, and I just wanted to see how I was doing on my productivity levels. And um, once I finished, it was like a thin notebook. So I, it took me about six months to like finish the notebook, the blank notebook. Um, so after six months, I looked back and read it. And I just wanted to see my progress and see like, you know, how could I improve my productivity levels and that kind of thing. Because I'm a filmmaker and I had a day job. So I was trying to, you know, do both well at the same time. So I go, I go back to read this notebook and I was like, oh, you know, maybe I need to use a different app or maybe I should have, you know, since I write screenplays, like maybe I should switch my screenplay writing day. Maybe it should be Wednesday instead of Thursday or little stuff like that, right? I was looking for basically they're called hacks or whatever, like little productivity hacks. So I go to read these and when I read them, um, 
what I oh I go to read like this 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 notebook and it had six months six months worth of weekly reviews and what I had done and I didn't realize this what I had done in this little notebook I had bullet pointed the behaviors that my mean friend had engaged in and even with the bullet point of the behaviors I still wasn't even bad mouthing my friend I was like oh well that's you know you know I would write down a behavior and I was like but that's okay she was just tired or oh but you know it's okay because like sometimes people are grumpy but but it but it was six months worth of like mean behavior mean behavior mean behavior mean behavior and and I wasn't even bad mouthing her I was just I had the objectivity of you know looking back on the past six months right and I was reading this and I was like holy crap because reading all the the hurtful behaviors uh in a row in the course of six months I was like and I I had read the book on narcissism so I was like holy crap and I I said to myself you know in my head but I was just like Julie I can't let someone treat you like this (laughs) I cannot let someone treat you like this and this is something I would say to anyone I love and care about my little sister uh my family my my friends like if I knew someone was treating them mean I'd tell them the same thing like or you person listening to this I don't want people being mean to you (laughs) If you're listening to my podcast, um, I don't want people being mean to you. So so when I read this notebook and I saw the bullet points of this friend who had done six months worth of hurtful behaviors, that's when no love loss, truly no love loss, like I love her, but I had to set boundaries and and just set boundaries in our friendship where she wasn't in a position where she could hurt me. And 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 like, hey, no love loss. I'm still not really technically uh, bad mouthing her because also sometimes people just aren't compatible to be like friend friends. You know what I mean? Sometimes two really, really good people just aren't really don't, not compatible, compatible to be friends. So but once I read that notebook, I was like, okay. And I immediately just set boundaries uh, to where I was safe, emotionally safe. Um, and so so that, so that, this book, Should I Stay or Should I Go? This was the last caveat or this was the last book that really helped me be more productive because like because my depression – because of this unhealthy friendship, my depression was being triggered more, which – when I'm sad, it slows me down. Um, but so by, so, I, so then I'd have to recover from feeling sad, um, you know, and do all my self-care stuff. Um, but yeah, but by just setting boundaries with mean people, it did make my productivity go way up because I didn't have to have my sadness and anger triggered so much. You know what I mean? I started focusing on things that triggered my happiness and joy. Because I'm more productive when I'm feeling happy and joyful. Also, though, <clears throat> I've gotten into the habit of every day working on my dreams. Even when I'm feeling sad or angry sometimes, I'm still going to work on my dreams every day. But still, I'm more productive when I'm loving and kind and joyful. That's just me. So, and, and I've dealt with sadness my whole life because I grew up in an abusive home. So, I've got the sadness thing down. 
<laughs> in my 20s, I had anger. You know, I, I had valid, you know, I'm done with anger and sadness. You know what I mean? I'm ready to feel the good stuff in life. So, so anyway, so this book was the last little thing that helped me be more productive and helped me work more towards my dreams. I just started cutting the thing, cutting the icky, ickiness out of my life. I was like, no more ickiness, no more crappy behavior. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, self-care only kind people, only good people, only empathetic people are going to, am I going to give them my time? Because my time is precious. So, so yeah, so this was the book that kind of just really saved me a lot, explaining on a psychological level how mean people work and how I don't have to be around them anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah. So yeah, I would say like, you know, if you're surrounded by mean people, uh, read this book. It, she really breaks it down in a really intellectual way and helps you kind of, you're like, you're just going to have epiphany after epiphany after epiphany. So so uh, the book is called um, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Surviving a Relationship with a Narcissist by Romani Dervasula, PhD. So I totally recommend it. Um and so I'm going to leave you with some quotes. Okay, so the first quote, this is Romani. This is a book about hopelessness that is meant to bring hope. Uh, the book is Should I Stay or Should I Go? Romani Drabasula, uh, PhD. Next quote, uh, this is her again. While narcissists often seem as if they are cruel or harsh, that is in fact giving them too much credit. They are simply careless. But carelessness is cruel. Cruel. Frankly, the motivation for their behavior does not matter. What matters is the outcome. And that outcome is damage to other people's well-being, hopes, aspirations, and lives. Uh, Romani Dravasula, PhD. And my sister really reacted to that. I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know if my sister has mean people in her life, but I, I really hope not. Okay, here's another one. Uh, this quote is by William Gibson, a nonfiction writer. Um, I'm sorry, a fiction writer, science fiction writer. Before you diagnose yourself with depression or low self-esteem, first make sure that you are not, in fact, just surrounded by assholes. <laughs> Look, mean people, assholes, they're not good for your mental health. They're not good for your mental health at all. So <laughs> It's like, by, by all means, I'm not a doctor, but you might not need an antidepressant. You just got to find better people to hang out with. But um, I say that with love. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I, 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 I anyone who's on antidepressant, depressants, like I totally respect that and applaud you and support you, especially if they if it helps and all that stuff. Um, okay. And the last quote, I'm quoting myself. Um, being around mean people will make you feel bad. Being around good people will make you feel good. People who embrace kindness are like warm, fuzzy blankets for your soul. Cherish the warm, fuzzy blankets. They're good for you. <laughs> Julie Kerr, that's me. Alrighty, so that was my podcast. Surround yourself with great people and stick around. I'm going to plug my website. All right, talk to y'all later. Bye.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. Now, uh, if you're on Apple or Spotify or any of the things, I'm on a lot of platforms as far as podcasting goes. Or Anchor. Hey, props to Anchor. Uh, I'm doing this all through Anchor, a really great uh, app, um, uh, podcast app. Uh, but anyway, um, if you could subscribe or like or rate this episode or download it, uh, follow all of the things. If you like this episode, uh, go for it. Uh, also, I'm going to go ahead and um, oh, plug my movie. I, I wrote a really great romantic comedy, uh, Geek Loves Punk, about a geek who falls for a rock and roll punk. So uh, totally check out my romantic comedy. It's at my website, uh, Julie Kerr, K-E-R-R studios.com, uh, and you can watch it there. Um, and then also, uh, again, plugging my email list. If you could join my email list, that would be super awesome. If you join my email list, you get discounts on uh, my movie, on the personal development course I have. And also, uh, if you join my email list, you immediately get access to uh, the five daily habits I do to cultivate more love, joy, and kindness into my life every day. I grew up in an abusive home. It totally sucked. <laughs> but I'm 38 years old. I've just I've studied personal development my entire life. So I've been I, I write I give you the five daily habits that I do every day that just help me feel good and happy every day, even when I have crappy days. All right, so totally join my email list. That's at my website at www.juliekerrstudios.com. That's K-E-R-R. Thank you so much for listening and go forth and be awesome because you, my friend, are awesome. Thank you. Bye.